Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. And you use that code CHGO when you sign up, and then you're just awesome, and you're cool, and you're hanging out with us, and we appreciate you. Welcome into the show today, Bears fans. I'm exhausted. That was the most exhausting pre-show hour I've ever dealt with lauren started a fight with casey i did not do anything at and, all and then and then she started i had nothing to do with anything first of all the only one who's going to explain what happened is me okay why yeah because he has okay, slacks go, on yeah, he has slacks on. everyone He's... zip especially you who haven't talked you have not talked yet i'm not Don't talk Braggs is here by the way for you those listening on the podcast adam Hogue, mark carvin greg Braggs jr um Harm and Casey were having a very calm conversation about the oh. Big Ten Coach of the Year award. Yeah, you were probably bullying her. Braggs walks in the door, actually does a pretty funny move by turning around and pretending to walk away, then starts yelling and then accuses everyone else of starting a fight. Yep, that's exactly how it went. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. My 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 love for Greg Braggs grows by the day, even though I just have, I mean, I need six Advil after that 28 minutes. Yeah, because uh, I gave you that work. <laughs> you, you you check Twitter team after the show and you see we'll we'll see be amazed by my patience and understanding and 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 and, and calmness and then I had to just throw down a little bit um, and and I do appreciate your passion it's just really adorable thank you also I am wearing a vest today yeah. uh, Hoag's like you're so professional I brought a change of clothes because. I did WGN TV again this morning, and I don't know. People voted me down from wearing my hoodie. You guys know I usually have a hoodie on. Yeah, Daniel, they said, they who said voted the you down. Casey, whose opinion I care about most in this room, probably. Daniel Cho says, "You know, I'm always looking at my phone to start shows. That's because I'm sharing the show to all the girls and boys in in Bearslandia." Like Bears Santa Claus, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> All the girls. I mean, boys. if we're talking about how you're presenting yourself, it wouldn't be the way you're looking down. It'd be more that your shoe and your your, the, your, the, your whole visual there is aggressive. What's wrong with my shoe? Nobody Ooh. wants to see the bottom of your shoe. And 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 <laughs> can you be more ladylike? I mean, no, I can't. <laughs> ladylike. Greg Bragg Jr. is a man. Oh, Thank you. Happening? I ate steak with this man. Okay. He's a steak eater. You guys are at another We're level. We're slow eaters. The that level of bonding that went on in India on Friday night after we left. Like it's just a whole I'll new. I'll say outlook. this honestly. Oh like uh, there you go. Thank you. One of That's the best better. parts of our night at uh, St. Elmo's was that um, we were sitting next to a table full of doctors, and Yay. let's see, they were all like, I believe they they work for the Steelers. And they were telling stories about like, oh yeah, and Jerome Bettis, and I shot him up, and then I missed, and I'm, and then you know, blah blah blah, whatever, like all these stories. And it was like, State I was just secrets. like, yeah, it was great. It was it was fun to listen to them. Hi, Braggs, how you doing? I'm great. I'm uh, feeling great. I've got the whole yeah. CHGO team against me this week for the Big Ten tournament, but I'm excited to talk Bears. It doesn't matter, honestly. None of your teams are going anywhere, so who cares? Uh, we have a super <laughs> chat from Chris Pegaro, 1999. You guys want to read it? Go for it. Sure, we, I will take that one. Giants are officially the worst franchise in the sport of football. Why would you ever pay $40 million to someone who throws less touchdown passes than starts in the last two years? Shake my head. Poverty franchise. Thank you from Chris Pereiro. Um I... They were I in mean, a tough spot, Chris. I'll, I, I'll push back on that. How about the Cleveland Browns? Do they still exist? I would I would agree that the Deshaun Watson two hundred thirty million dollar fully guaranteed deal is worse than the the Daniel Jones one hundred and sixty million dollar deal. I I would actually side with Lawrence on that one. Yes, I'm with you, baby. Hawkeyes. Um, I don't like what the Giants did. I I spent some time thinking about this, like rushing to give a mediocre quarterback a long term deal just so you can tag a running back. Like, t- take the names out of it. That's literally what they did. That's bad NFL process. I, you know, yes. Right? Like, I, I would have much rather tagged the QB, taking my chances with Saquon Barkley potentially leaving and being okay with that because there's other running backs you can go get and there's great running backs you can draft this year 
you just tied up all this cap space and didn't get better. I tend to agree that I would have done it that way, but you just would have been delaying ultimately paying Jan- Daniel Jones. Like, would I, you have what if he what if he goes back to what if he goes back to twenty twenty one form next year? I don't think he's going back. The other, well, that's the bet they're obviously he? making. Brian Dable wasn't there in twenty twenty one. So you think it's all Brian Dable? I mean, I think he you know knows how to scheme him. Yes. Okay. I mean, what, they had they didn't have yeah. many wide receivers. And what about right? when all the defensive coaches adjust this year? If it's all about scheme, because that's what happens. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm being serious. If it's all if it's all Brian Dable, what happens when all these teams, these opponents this year? Do you year, think they'll add to the wide receiver room because they didn't have they much better. last year? They better, and that's a fair point. I just, I and I'm not even doubting that Daniel Jones. I think they're banking bank, based on the money. I think they're banking on he gets better, and this is a valuable. Did contract. they really break the bank for him though? They, the in the sense that they just tied up their cap. If you look at the contract, it's a it's essentially a two year guaranteed commitment. Right. Okay. By the way, we're gonna have Eric Eager on uh, from Super Which, Sports here, and he's the perfect person to talk about this. So I can't wait to get his his take. Is that today? Yes, it is. Oh yeah, we talked about that as this described in the morning <laughs> meeting. Yeah. I also the just sent you. Meeting a, was I also just yelling. sent you a DM about that if you could respond. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Um, newsflash, not newsflash. Uh, CHGO update. Hoag, you love reminding everybody. I already said that. I did. <laughs> I did that three days ago. That was four days Maybe. ago. I sent that to you on Tuesday. See, and, 20, and all oh, anybody I, heard I do the same was, thing. I, I love to. I love being like, oh yeah, that's in the Slack channel that is, has your, <laughs> yeah, yeah. your tag. And all on anybody it. heard is, was a, me yelling about Matt Peter. So maybe you should yell it at the same decibel level. Well, that I do I have to it. say, new thing I on the show. Hoag flex. Hoag. It's not a Hollywood flex as much as flex. it's an annoyance that no one's listening yeah. to me. Yeah, no, that's it's, not it's a flex. It's not a flex. It's not no one. It's Mark not it's listening It's mostly to Mark. You. This was a rare occur- yeah. occurrence. Don't call Lawrence. me Mark. Don't call me Mark. <laughs> how about, how about Jaquan Brisker calling uh, Jones trash on Twitter? Did you catch that? I did not see that. It was talking about. You're the, the president of Bears Twitter. You tell yeah, us. Yeah, the what. Lamar Jackson thing. And he was like. <sighs> Oh, they're not paying him, but they paid this dude who's trash. And then there were some Bears uh, fans reminding Jaquan, you did lose to this guy. <laughs> that's a good point. Also, Daniel Jones not asking for $250 million guaranteed. Right. Um, it, I, no, no, but... I'm more... Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, getting back to the contract, you essentially are guaranteeing this money for two years. You've locked Daniel Jones up for two years, and you did it for more guaranteed money than what the franchise tag would have been for two years. Ah, uh, I see. But right there. But then you couldn't. No, it's like $14 million more. But then you couldn't tag it Saquon. And it gives that? you no out after one year. The okay. tag gives you an out. But then you couldn't have tagged right. Saquon, though, correct? Correct. Correct. So you're banking on Saquon. That's the price you're paying to keep Saquon Barkley at a, not necessarily a high. I mean, it's $10 million or whatever it is. I don't Fine, know. Yeah. But I just, I, it's more about the process to me. Like, if For, Saquon Barkley was on the Ravens, then I'd be in a hurry to give, to lock up Lamar Jackson so I could tag as Saquon. I, as I do my standard best to straddle the fence here on this one, I agree with you that they should have done it. I, I, I would have tagged Jones and, and tried to work out a deal with Saquon and see where the market goes. But I also would bet that. Daniel Jones is going to be the Giants quarterback. So maybe they jumped ahead when they didn't have to a little bit, but I, I, don't, I don't think they made – what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to go and, and get Derek Carr, and, or you're just going to kick the can down the road one more year? I, it's, just a, it's a tough spot, which to me it's interesting. Like, let's say that Fields has the year that Daniel Jones had last year. Throws for 3,000 yards, runs for whatever, 800. Is, is that oh, – can we get him at that price? Or Sorry, is, I'm, I'm taking care of stuff I should have taken care of when Bragg spent the entire hour before the show yelling about Purdue. That's do always you, do, my – The question that I'm asking yes, you is yes, do yes. you think that his con- that contract has any impact on Justin Fields if he plays at that level next year? Can, you, can the Bears get Fields for the same contract? That's what – that's no. What, no, he's going to break the bank. Yeah. It, it, yeah, no. Okay, so that sucks then. 
<laughs> I, I don't know why he's breaking the bank if he has the You're same. You're saying if Fields oh, okay. has the same year as Daniel Jones just yes. did. Yes. Well, it's really. Um, Which I think is it, well, it's, fairly it's likely. It's not apples to apples. If, if he has the same year Daniel Jones just did, then you're giving him the fifth-year option. The years are off here. If he has the same year Daniel Jones had in 2021, then that's where you ask the question, does Daniel Jones' situation make you want to pick up the fifth-year option just to, just to be safe? That, the Giants are in this position because they didn't pick up the fifth-year option last year. Otherwise, he'd be going into that. And uh, they'd have the safety net. I, 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 right. I got it. But like, I'm saying that the Bears try to make a deal with Fields next year, mm-hmm. which, which is the first time that they can, and he has the same level of year that Jones had. Why would Fields be in a rush to do it? Right. He wouldn't take yeah. that deal. No, it's it's just a fifth year option situation then, and you hundred percent give it to him. All right. And, so, then, and then you move on. So Jaquan Brisker yeah. said he quote a, an original tweet. That he didn't tweet. Somebody put, damn shame, MVP of the league getting treated like he ain't proven, talking about Lamar Jackson. And and Jaquan Brisker quote tweeted and said, MVP, other bro, as in Daniel Jones, got paid today and is trash, fam. Facts. And then people reminded him that Daniel Jones ran by him personally twice for a touchdown in this season this year. The same right? exact play. That was one. Pretty. I mean, it was pretty. I mean, it was like I get he's trying to stick up for Lamar, but cutting down another guy in the league like that for his money was um, interesting. But I get why people are defensive about Lamar not getting paid. Daniel Jones walking into the end zone was one of the more irritating moments of the season. Twice. Yeah, I mean, he did it twice. Yeah. Hello. They had no answer for the bootleg. A I, simple bootleg. I discipline. All right. Um. So, Daniel Jones tagged, Lamar Jackson tagged. This, to me, is the more interesting thing that could have ramifications potentially on the Bears in the short term. Although, I think he ultimately stays a Raven. They either work something out or he has to play on the tag. Um, But I think it's theoretically possible a team says, okay, let's, let's go this route. And... One of the questions, let me give you a hypothetical. You're the Colts. You're the Indianapolis Colts. Very interesting name. You, team. If, if you, and we don't know what their draft board is, how they're ordering these quarterbacks right now. I mean, for, for all we know, you know, they f- could feel like they're comfortable picking from a couple guys at four. But if they're motivated right now to move up to number one with the Bears, and they have to give up next year's first round pick have to. and this year's second round pick. And they might have to give up more than that. They would. Would you rather do that for a rookie with the unknown aspect of it? Or since you're already halfway there on the first round picks, give up two first round picks and sign Lamar Jackson? It's definitely a conversation they're having. I... If I'm the Colts and I can get a former MVP who is having all sorts of trouble staying on the field right now, but is going to be psychotically motivated coming over, I, I mean, I, I think I'm making my best offer. I'm, I think, I, and so he, you're gonna go. You want to give him? I don't know. 90 million guaranteed on a four-year deal something like, like that it's gonna take more than that i mean it's he's probably really gonna take his, more he he's what's what what the, what's the, the, what's other the colt's s- best offer i'd be interested well and that's a real discussion that's part of this i mean the the reality is this is sean watson contract really effed a lot of things up and i mean there's depending even depending on your perspective well for the teams yeah, yeah absolutely yeah fair point but there's even a quote, I think Mina Kimes shared it, or somebody shared it late yesterday. Braggs is a good friend, Mina Kimes. Yeah, Braggs is a good friend. Good friends. Rise and shine, Mina. <laughs> Would you like to talk to me and my friends? Let me introduce you to Carm. <laughs> Carm's really excited to meet you. But she shared a quote from the Ravens owner a year ago that's like, I don't think you should have gotten them. The bottom line is owners 
hate that Deshaun Watson contract. They're, they've been totally against guaranteed contracts for players. Um, there's a reason why every time it gets pushed in the CBA negotiations, it basically just goes away because it's something that they're not going to give up. Um, and it's something that, if I remember right, it's not, it's not in the other CBAs. It's just the way contracts are done in other leagues. It's something the players eventually right. got to. So if you're the Colts or the Panthers or somebody that has to balance between do I want Lamar Jackson, a former MVP, or a, a, you know, a f- potential franchise quarterback as a rookie on his rookie contract, I mean, to me, I think most of these organizations are going to go with the rookie. You know, because once you pay Lamar Jackson, now you're, you're really putting a hamstring on your salary cap. And you're going to bank on the fact that you can develop one of these quarterbacks if you really believe in him. Now, if you don't believe in any of these quarterbacks, that's a different discussion. But, you know, the Colts, I feel like, have so many other needs to address. Now you bring in Lamar Jackson, and that's going to cut down what you're able to do roster building, right? How big of a hurry are you in to win? How big of a... Like, the Panthers are closer. So as much as I hate to say it because I want the Panthers to be the trade partner, they might make more sense for Lamar Jackson than the Colts. Right. And, you know, to what we don't know is who does Indianapolis like? Who do they, you know... When you're looking at this quarterback class, are you who are you most excited about? But I do think it's rel- re- relevant because, to me, like the Colts and the Panthers are the, the two most interesting teams. If and I think I, I think Lamar's staying in Baltimore. I don't think that a team is going to make this leap and give up two first round picks. Um, and it's going to be fascinating to watch that all play out. But I think that right now the most likely thing is he stays in Baltimore. But if they, the two teams that interest me the most otherwise could be potential Bears trade partners, which is which is why. I like your shirt too, by the way, Mark. I just thought I'd. Thank you. I was going through my closet today, and I realized that I hadn't worn Soldier Field in a while. By the way, uh, with the recent developments, I, I, I am changing my focus to who's coming on the show. Um, not that I wouldn't love to still talk to Lori, but uh, Paul Vallis. Let's go. Oh, on. you're going for the other mayor who won't come on the show. He's coming on. That's what you said about Lori. <laughs> Swing and a miss on Lori. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to take the L there. I tried as hard as I could, and I had a conversation with upper-level management uh, around the Vallis uh, situation. So, No love for Brandon Johnson? I, I'll try that one, too. Although I think, you know, it's kind of feels like Paul's going to get the gig here. So we'll see. Okay. Um, hey, got to tell, tell you about DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook, uh, America's top rated sportsbook. And they have the NBA no sweat, same game parlays. Uh, check them out for MLB bets. You can even check odds for like, where's Lamar Jackson going to end up if it's not in Baltimore? Things like that. Um, there's. It's where you want to be on DraftKings. You download the app now, sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets uh, instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. And, uh, Hogue, do we have a guest coming up here in a matter of moments? Do you want to, would you like to promote who's coming up before I tell you about Athletic Greens? Yes, I can uh, stall for you here for a second. Is yeah. Eric eager from, <laughs> from That's not what's sports. happening. That's exactly I can what's watch happening. what's happening. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like, it makes no ah, sense to... It's not what's happening. Just, just play into it a little I bit. I did. I did. I just but wanted to call you, you out at the same time. Who's I think coming I up? Accomplished both. Who's coming up? Eric Eager from no. Sumer Sports. Yeah, and and this is the the money man who's going to lay out uh, how the Bears are going to best or could at least best uh, allocate their dollars. So it should be a very fun conversation. We have had Eric Eager on before, and yes, uh, let us get healthy and let us talk about AG One Athletic Greens. Uh, and look. I started using AG1 because I wanted to actually, uh, you know, live a long life and also win all my tennis matches, which didn't quite happen last night, but it wasn't because of my energy. And I also wanted better health. I wanted to optimize my immune system. Knocking on wood over here. I ain't ever getting sick. Uh, and, and I'm not a big pills guy. I'm not a huge vitamin guy. I just want to have a nice little drink. And I also wanted a supplement that, uh, yeah, I like the taste. Um, 
and Braggs was telling me about it, so I wanted to see what the hype was all about. Thank you for your your testimonial over there, buddy. You got it. Thank, anytime. So, uh, Athletic Greens, so many health facts for you that you should just continue. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, uh, artificial anything. We like the natural. Supports better sleep quality, which is huge too, and recovery, mental clarity. You all would agree that I need more of that. So, millions of reasons why I wanted to get involved with that Athletic Greens. And Athletic Greens, to get you involved, is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamins D and five free travel packs if you're going anywhere this spring with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash CHGO. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash CHGO to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, time to bring in our, our new friend who we found at the Super Bowl. Uh, and we had Eric on there along with Thomas Dimitrov, and uh, we had a fun conversation. It seemed like our viewers and our listeners really liked it, so we wanted to bring Eric back on the show, uh, especially as we get closer and closer to free agency here. So Eric Eager from Sumer Sports is with us right now. Uh, Eric, thanks for jumping on with us. We appreciate it, man. Hey, fellas. It's good to see you guys. So... Um, I should also mention, make sure you find him on Twitter at Eric Eager with an underscore at the end. Uh, you're definitely going to be want to follow, be following him over the next few weeks as all this stuff starts to fly in. Yesterday was a busy day, Eric. We've been talking a little bit about um, the Lamar Jackson situation. I actually want to start with Daniel Jones, though. I don't, I don't really like what they did. Um, it, like to, to the argument I just made is take the names out of it. The process of being in a hurry to pay a quarterback that probably still needs to prove himself more just so you can franchise tag a running back. Like, I just don't like the process there. And I understand it's a little different because Saquon Barkley's the best running back that was going to hit the market. Um, But I don't know. What did you think about how that all unfolded with the Giants yesterday? Yeah, there was an executive in the league that I was talking to just about a half hour ago that says – as as he was reading the contract, they kept getting worse. And for the Daniel Jones situation, um, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, Joe Shane in a press conference, I think earlier today, said, look, if we knew what we knew now, we would have exercised the fifth-year option on, on Daniel Jones, which I think obviously makes sense. But it also says, you know, how much are we overreacting to sort of one-season samples? You know, he had three years to decide whether or not you wanted him for a fifth year at a relatively reduced rate considering what they ended up with him for. He has one season where, yeah, I know he looked you know, very tough. I think he had a very Alex Smith-type season, um, but he's still only 15 touchdown passes, still only nine wins. Um, you know, the rest of the roster that they need to rebuild uh, to, to a certain extent, uh, you, you, you belly up and give him, you know, 40 a year and kind of 45, I think, is the number this year. And then you go non-exclusive tag on Saquon Barkley, which actually, to me, is not a bad number, but it also sends a bad message to Barkley. Like, hey, we like you, but if somebody came over and offered two first-round picks, which no one will, um, you know, we feel like that's worth more to us than you know giving you an extra two, three million dollars. So it, it was a really weird day for the Giants, and I and I wonder if we look back on this day, you know, three, four years from now, um, we all look back and say, well, was, was the Joe Shane era kind of like ended uh, on March seventh of two thousand twenty-three? Eric, oh. yeah, go ahead. No, that's just that. It's gives me Ryan Pace the day he drafted Mitch Trubisky vibes with people, you know, just wondering what this is going to look like down the road. It's very interesting. Yeah, for sure. And uh, all right, Lamar, Eric, who in your mind is most likely looking at their needs and their salary cap structure to make a play at perhaps getting him out of Baltimore? Does anyone jump to the forefront? Yeah, it looks like a lot of people right now are not, you know, leaning in against. I, you know, the Bears have made a commitment to to Justin Fields, which is great. I mean, they would have been probably the one that had the best opportunity. I think you look at the Falcons with about sixty one million in effective cap space. Um, you know, that that is one because right now, I mean, basically what they're trying to do in Baltimore is 
lessen the blow on the Ravens where Lamar's camp basically thinks the Ravens are a villain. If the rest of the, if the rest of the league says, yeah, but we're not giving you a guaranteed deal either. He'll come back to Baltimore. Maybe they'll, um, you know, the one you're with is, is, is sort of better than the, the grass on the other side. So I think that that's what they're trying to do, but there are some teams that can kind of poison pill the Ravens. I mean, namely Atlanta, um, Houston teams like that, that all need a quarterback. They can give a, a deal that is, you know, kind of what Lamar wants, but is structured in a way uh, that Baltimore can't really match because it's not really, you have to match the, the actual contract that's offered and the Ravens right now, because of the Roquan Smith deal, um, you know, they, they had a ton of cap space going into the offseason. They don't have as much. Um, if they were to sign Lamar as is, it would require some sort of structure where the first few years are a little bit less of a dent than the subsequent years. When you look at the <clears throat> wide receiver landscape across the NFL, teams are shelling out a lot of money for wide receiver, which is why you don't see any available in free agency. You know, the Bears gave up a second round pick for Chase Claypool to try to get ahead of this market. Uh, Calvin Ridley with the Jaguars. Do you think the Bears might have to, like, let's say they trade back to a spot like nine? Would it be in their interest to reach for a wide receiver like Jackson Smith and Jigba? Because now you like quarterbacks, you can have a wide receiver for five years before you have to pay him. Oh, absolutely. And I think that the wide receiver landscape is different depending upon where you are in the quarterback development cycle. So, you know, we all look at Mahomes and, and how they kind of, you know, built the wide receiver core in the aggregate after Tyreek Hill, but then Tyreek Hill goes to the Dolphins and, you know, him and Waddle are able to elevate a quarterback who's younger, uh, much like Fields is. And, you know, uh, even look at Stephon Diggs. He went to, to Buffalo and, and turned Josh Allen into a great quarterback. I, I think where the Bears are, you want you need kind of like one bona fide guy that he can throw to on late downs. Um, not having depth is maybe not necessarily as bad. Not having depth is sort of what has hurt Green Bay in the past. Um, you know, once you get to the playoffs, I think depth at wide receiver matters more than the star power. But when you're building, I, I think star power matters a lot. So, yeah, if you look... You know, I would say, you know, this is a place where they could look at DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, he is 19 million, 19.5 million cap hit this year. If they were to trade for him, uh, I think that they're looking for a second, but maybe, you know, it's something like two thirds or, a, you know, a, a future pick could be the, the, the thing there. And the Bears have money to spend. They're one of the rare teams in the NFL where if they were to acquire a veteran, a, a you know, locker room kind of guy, it wouldn't be so bad. So I think that, you know, in the place where they kind of are, let's say they trade back to like four or nine or something like that i don't know if they're in a good spot to get a wide receiver that can add value early but they could probably bring in a veteran um or wait until the later rounds and get somebody uh who, who sort of fits with the rest of their group but you know they need a, a wide receiver uh that fields can go to sort of in crunch time eric go ahead. eric when we talked to you uh in phoenix uh you and thomas dimitrov kind of went had a little back and forth on the justin fields situation uh, you certainly kind of argued from the analytical contract side of things. And, you know, he he argued a little bit more on like what it could do to the locker room and just like the clout he's already built inside House Hall. I think both both sides of that conversation are worth listening to. We now have more context, especially after being in Indianapolis last week that, OK, this is the route the Bears are going. It's not happening. They're going to you know, they're going to stay with fields and, you know, probably try to trade back in the draft. Now, like, has anything you've heard or conversations you've had in the last month or so changed your perspective at all on this? How do you feel about the direction that Ryan Poles is going to go with Justin Fields? It's clear that I think that he's been told that he can get more for the first pick than he can get for Fields. And I think that that was very much part of the, you know, the, the thought process. There is a locker room component to it. There also, to me now, I think the biggest question is, do they trade the pick in the coming weeks? much like, you know, San Francisco did with the Trey Lance pick, um, you know, the Jets did with the Sam Darnold pick, you know, do they move, do they, do they entice the team to move up and get in that spot early? Because I, I do think that the longer you don't do that, that, you know, you do get some questions on fields um, because he can say whatever he wants about fields and they can report everything they want about fields. But until he actually trades the first pick, I think people are going to still leave open a little bit of, well, if a team comes in and offers a lot, like let's say Baltimore loses Lamar and, and, and the Ravens want fields um, to, to run that offense. Like the door is still open now, right? If they trade the pick, um, not only can they plan around it in free agency, um, but the door is closed and every and everything is committed to Justin Fields. To me, I think that that's the next big question here is do they trade the pick 
early uh, and sort of plan or even you know plan for another trade back let's say the Colts were to trade with them uh from four to one um do they do they then kind of maneuver on draft day to move back from four given what happens in free agency I think those are the interesting questions now I think you're probably 99.9 percent on fields now um which you know I think it's is again polls uh, doing his due diligence in the market and probably making the best decision there but um you know from here it's like I think that they create a bidding war for the pick. There is a little bit of showing your hand that lowers the value of the pick. Um, and so I think that for them, there's probably some value in just getting done with it now uh, and planning for the future. You have a guess on who, if you, let me rephrase. If you had a guess on who the bears deal with, who do you think it is? I, I would say Colts are my favorite right now. Um, but I, but I think if I were betting, I think you get a better price on Carolina doing something from nine to one. I know we brought up Brian Burns as like a possible, you know, uh, the, the, the bears need veterans that cost money because you just don't get value in free agency um, for, for guys like that. If you look at like the edge class in free agency, like you're, you're looking at like Frank Clark um, versus, you know, a guy like Brian Burns. Um, so Carolina to me is a dark horse. Uh, you know, I think that, I think that Carolina needs to start anew at quarterback and the bears pick is the best way to do so. Let me just get clarity on one thing here, and maybe I'm the only one that needs it, but there's a lot of, you know, the Bears have to spend money. They can, in theory, right, they can restructure, uh, they can extend Cole Komet, they can extend Darnell Mooney, and that will that will count towards the salary for they don't necessarily have to go out and overpay for a free agent. They could take care of their own, right? Yeah, they can, but... I, those aren't blue chip players, right? Those are those are good players, and the kind of players that hit free agency are generally speaking the Orlando Browns of the world, right? The um, I'm trying the, the the DJ Charks of the world, right? Christian Kirk was one, right? So last year Christian Kirk commanded 20 million APY from the Jaguars, and like he's a nice player, but you know I think they're going to end up regretting that deal. The Bears, what you don't want to do is take look at your hundred million and say, okay, we have it's burning a hole in our pocket. Every three years, you have to spend a certain amount of the salary cap, ninety percent, uh, roll you know, rolling average of that. You don't want to go out and be like, you don't want to go out and end up being the Tampa Bay Bucks from twenty fourteen and having Michael Johnson, Alteron Werner, Brandon Myers, and Clint McDonald and be like, hey, we won, and then like three of those guys are gone because they're not worthy of those deals. So to me, I think that that's where you, if you can pick up a couple blue chip players. Um, and use the number one pick to do so, and guys who you know are going to be sort of worth those high-dollar amounts, that's much better than going in free agency and just playing, paying a premium for a guy like Orlando Brown or paying a premium uh, for a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster or somebody like that. You know, I, I got it. I got it. I mean, would you overpay for Draymond Jones? Uh, he's a good ball player. I, I don't – again, I, don't, I just don't think in the history of the NFL – a team has ever come out of a bidding war for a non 10 out of 10 player and thought, you know, Hey, ended up winning that. Right. No one, no one ended up, you know, not regretting those kind of moves. So again, that, that, and that's a tough position for the bears because they do have the money and it's burning a hole in their pocket, you know, uh, theoretically. So I, I would, I would caution against that. Yeah. You can count that on like probably one hand of the times it's actually worked out. Actually the bears were involved in one of them. I'd say Julius peppers, worked out but that's that's I mean that's really the exception to the free agency rule and that's where I if you can get creative and find somebody through a trade that's good you got to pay you would pay them right away because the team trading that player away can't do it now but you know that's that's what you're looking for like a year from now but that's not always easy to do either. And, and just for the record I'm not looking to overpay Komet or overpay Mooney I'm just looking to get a deal done that's that that they would be willing to do at this point well, if you, you load, if you can front load those deals, that's what works, right? So the Bears are in a position now much, uh, you know, they're in the opposite position of most teams where when you extend a player, you're generally bringing the number down in year one to something else and you're, you're smoothing over the, the year charges. I mean, if you can just go and say, look, we're going to give Cole Komet a lump sum, um, but you, uh, but those there, there are rules about like your year one salary can't be this percentage of your year two salary. So it is, even then you can't gimmick the cap that much. Like if you're going to give out these big deals to players, they better be worth it. And it's just really hard for um, teams with that much cap. I mean, you basically have three and a half, um, you know, top, top of market deals to give out. And, you know, there's not three and a half top of market players in free agency. And, and so th that's always the risk that you have. Would you, like, what's the value on David Montgomery to the Bears? You know, I, <clears throat> the running game really carried this team. 
and helps Justin Fields with his development. So, you know, what's the value to David Montgomery staying with Chicago? Yeah, I mean, if you look, yeah, because it's a great question. I think in a weird way, the running back position is less important when the quarterback has the kind of gravity in the run game that, that Justin Fields has, meaning like linebackers stick in the mud quick more more often. And so you look at, like, if you go to pro football focus, you look at yards before carry, yards before contact per carry. It's always like the Ravens running backs. It's always the Bears running backs. It's always the Cardinals running backs because linebackers are so scared of the quarterback backdooring them in the run game that in a weird way, a guy like Montgomery, who's a good ball player, I mean, he's had a great Bears career, like a a guy like Khalil Herbert actually had a better season than him efficiency-wise last year. So it's, it's, a, it's with respect to the Bears, I don't think he has a ton of value relative to where he would in other places. But um, they do need running backs, of course, because they are going to center the, the, the you know offense around the, the quarterback run game, and you need at least a credible threat next to him. But uh, I don't think Montgomery specifically is going to be uh, worth the price point that he's going to command, especially in lieu of Khalil, Herb- Khalil Herbert, who was fantastic last year. You, well, that's interesting. Go ahead, Eric. I, one of our uh, v- live viewers here has a. Uh, I guess it has more to do with the draft than free agency, but is uh, jumped in here with a super chat about how far back the Bears might be able to go and still get Jackson Smith and Jigba in round one. He's been in. First of all, tied to the Bears because of his history with Justin Fields. That's obvious. Fields has, you know, I think both players would probably like to play each other, uh, play with each other, I should say. And um, it's interesting because he's been, I've seen a lot of wide ranges for Jackson mm-hmm. Smith and Jigba, like late first round, uh, potentially all the way up 10. You have you were talking about wide receivers earlier. How would you handle that? Yeah. Uh, by the way, there's another player with ties to Justin Fields from their Georgia high school days, McCole Hardman, who's going to be a free agent. That That's one to look out for if you're a Bears fan. Um, from Kansas City, very good, like horizontal wide receiver. Um, Smith and Jigba, I think, is a guy who's going to get drafted higher than we think. Um, last year, you had Chris Olave, who was actually the third most productive of the Ohio State receivers in 2021. He went higher and with a trade up um, than than some of his contemporaries, other than Drake London and Garrett Wilson. Um, so I think Smith and the Jigba, like they're going to overlook the lack of production last year, the injury, the sitting out much the same way that Jamar, uh, Jamar Chase did in 2020. Um, I I think he's going to go high. So if you go back to, you know, nine to 11 and you take him there, I think people will raise an eyebrow initially, but I don't think the bears will regret it a bit. I said that I I think think yesterday or Monday on the show that, Smith and Jigba at nine and I got there was some pushback but like that would be in my mind what what just got laid out a a home run for the Bears you trade back at least Bears fans would love it in the moment I'm not saying it would work out perfectly but if you traded back and that was the pick Bear Bears I'm correct me if I'm wrong here but I think Bears fans would be jumping up and down right Eric where like if you're a fan base who just has that pick like it somewhere in nine through 11 like you just said and that's your first pick and you're kind of reaching for a wide receiver maybe or at least that's how it would come off publicly you probably have some fans that are like what are we doing but if you're the bears and you trade back you 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 get those two future first round picks that ryan poles clearly wants and then you make that move everybody's happy sign orlando brown who gary ross doesn't want but you know the offense loading up i'm sorry go ahead eric yeah the poster that has mooney Komet, um smith and jigba claypool and fields will look nice, right? And that that I think is is kind of where you look at. Okay, now that offense has some real weapons. You have to worry about the offensive line, but um, you know Fields is kind of a wild card there in terms of how well he runs. He did take the biggest sack rate in football last year, but um, you can sort of I think you can get guards and centers in free agency. And so if you use the draft, uh, you know that that won't look so bad. Um, you know, to, to Bears fans, uh, when, when you look, come up for air and say, oh, those are some weapons for them, especially in an NFC North where the secondaries are all bad. Eric, I've been following you guys since we talked at the Super Bowl. Uh, all the great content that Sumer Sports has been putting out, uh, but you can explain it better than me. What should what should our viewers, our listeners, be looking for right now with you guys? Yeah, for sure. So we're uh, we're a company. We were founded by um, Paul Tudor Jones, who is a, a macro trader. Um, our our day to day work is working on optimization tools for NFL teams, but we have started a sort of a forward facing. 
uh, content site at sumersports.com, um, at sumersports on Twitter. We're basically, you know, just kind of trying to write some uh, educational articles. We talked about weak link systems uh, the other day. We talked about what yards after the catch, how do you attribute them to wide receivers versus quarterbacks versus play callers. Um, we also have a podcast called the Sumer Sports Show, which is on every Monday and Wednesday, where me and Thomas sort of argue over uh, player evaluations. He, he being a former GM and a scout and me being an analytics guy. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and we're really excited about the future uh, at, at the company. Yeah, so this is information that teams are actually seeking out. You guys are providing. You're you're helping these NFL teams get as much as they want to maximize the amount of information they can get. So it's it's really good stuff. I encourage everybody to check it out. Uh, again, follow Eric on Twitter, at Eric Eager with an underscore at the end, and Sumer Sports is spelled S-U-M-E-R, at Sumer Sports on Twitter as well. Make sure you're checking it out. Uh, Eric, thanks so much for jumping on with us again. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. I would just say our, our our new bestie. We became friends at the Super Bowl, and look at us now. This is just it, it's we're <laughs> yeah. growing, Eric. Look at this. Yeah, this is awesome. Well, I really love what you guys are doing too. I think it's so cool um, that these you know local local uh, content creators are popping up because I think you guys do a great job. So thanks for having me on, and, and we'll talk soon, fellas. All right, Absolutely. there he is. Thanks so much, Eric. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, and um, yeah, love I think to hear I, his thoughts on the Big Ten Coach of the Year. But I say <laughs> something tells me that the NFL analytics guy is going to care even less than we do. Oh, I bet you he'd have had a great answer. Why didn't you ask it? Eh, you, you know. you're, Time you're all of a sudden a professional person. Yeah, trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's say oh, it's I, a professional I, person. I, I like you being you, just so you know. Um, Never change. For this ad read, or do you need me to stall again, or <laughs> or sh- should I just? You know, it, it's it's it's. I mean, I I can awkwardly it, stall it, again. No, 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 no. You're 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 one hundred percent right, up, Adam. Cody, that, that, you bum. What? The, oh okay. my god. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Bragg's is just yelling yeah. at people. That's not Bragg's just called stalling. Cody Del Mendo a bum on the air of the show. That that yeah. is. But the best part is that Cody's not paying attention, yeah, which yeah, is fine. Not yeah. even. He's got the right I think he is paying attention, but he's not ignoring me. All right. So, bottom line is, uh, we are talking about the Big Ten tournament. There is the best place on the in um, in the world to get (laughs) tickets to the Big Ten tournament is on the Game Time Tickets app. Uh, Cody, you can find Cody out there too, where where him and Braggs might get in a fight. I don't know in the (laughs) in in the hallway at the United Center. Uh, A friendly wrestling match. Uh, <laughs> tickets for tonight, by the way, you can get in on the Game Time app for eighteen bucks uh, to hang out. For that's for two tickets, by the way, nine dollars a piece for uh, up top with for fees. Yeah, with fees, buddy. It's I mean, does, be, it's I'll a twelve, thirteen, eleven, fourteen matchup. I, I think your Wisconsin Badgers are playing best, <laughs> best eleven seed in Big Ten tournament history. That laugh. That I mean, was who? I mean, what team would ever be in that in the play on the first day? I, I don't even know what that's like as a. Two seed over here. Go, you Northwestern two seed Big Ten tourney. Does everybody see what I'm dealing with today? So, at any rate, it's bottom line is that here fi- I am just trying to talk about football and the Bears. Bad Like, I can still see the anxiety in Braggs' face. March right Madness, baby. Bear down, Bucky Badger. You are playing. Did you finish your ad read yet? Yes. Game time tickets <laughs> is been, has been downloaded, downloaded 15 million times. There is no better value. I try to tell you this every day. There's no better value in the secondary market. You will pay the least and get the best seats at game time tickets. And if you really want to help us out, go to the link in the description. Buy your tickets from there. We really appreciate it here at CHGO. Game time tickets. You get the when you click on it, you see the picture of where the seat's actually going to be. I love the app; it's great, and uh, hope to see you all at the Big Ten tournament this weekend. CHGO Bears, 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 Bears. Off-season coverage is brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com/slash/poweringbiz. That's B-I-Z. Um, all right, that's an interesting conversation. I like talking to Eric because Eric, I hope you guys uh, heard there at the end. Like they are, this information they're doing in Sumer Sports is going like NFL teams are coming to them for their insight. So like when he tells you, "Hey, you might want to keep an eye on McCole Hardman," you might want to keep an eye on McCole Hardman. And I actually did not realize that connection with Justin Fields. Yeah, I didn't so have it either. Yeah. Love that. That was interesting. Now, what I didn't like was the next sentence he said, which was an interesting, what do you say, interesting horizontal wide receiver? 
Yeah. I was like, in my head, I'm like, wait, horizontal does not go down the field, does it? <laughs> we want vertical. <laughs> the entire Mad Nagy era where at times it, I thought they thought they scored points for running to the sideline and not the end zone. Yeah, but to his point, you need, you need pass protection to throw vertical routes. You need guys that can get sideline to sideline and, and, and get those horizontal routes opened up if they're not going it. to have time to throw, right? I get it. Um, but it, I wouldn't hate McCall Hardman, but it just feels a lot more of the same. Can we, can, yeah. can we upgrade from our between a three and a two wide receiver class to an act? To maybe even a legitimate two, a two ideally a one, that would be nice. Uh, that's what they need to do. We all know this. Yeah, so. I'd rather see a trade for DeAndre Hopkins um, or a draft pick of Jackson Smith and Jigba or something like that. So. Now, I've got a super chat that's exactly about that. If we could go to it here, we can do whatever. Let's the do people it. People, Martin Ochoa, nine ninety nine. He said Flus was open about the Bears' need of having a wide receiver that can be a playmaker. Which wide receiver do y'all think? Fits that description realistic for the Bears. Maybe JSN, Hopkins. Appreciate y'all. Bear down. There's a lot of interesting names, Martin. Uh, I, I. Well, I like both those names, as I just said. I like Jaden Reed. Yeah, well, that's a later, I mean, a mid-round draft pick. Yeah, well. So. Yep. Um, Did he ask- I am definitely following the logic of what you heard Eric say there in that interview, which is, you know, the it's it's supply and demand, right? And right now, there's not a lot of available difference makers that are wide receivers. Right. And I agree with them. I think JSN probably gets drafted higher because of that. Right. You know, I, and I I think, um, yeah, I, I think that does happen. And I think so anywhere, probably late top 10. Early teens, I think, is an area where he could go. And if that's where the Bears end up moving back to in that area, that's some, that's a move I would definitely consider. That's why, you know, a DeAndre Hopkins, I know there's some people that don't like that idea. You don't know if, even if the Bears trade back, depending on where they are, you, you don't know for sure that he will be at the spot you're at. I mean, you think he will be, but it's a gamble. And you pass free agency at that point. So if you have an opportunity to get DeAndre Hopkins for the next two years, and yeah, you're going to have to overpay for maybe what he was and not what he is now. I'm not sure you do have to overpay. This is, I, I'm I've been trying to figure out the market for DeAndre Hopkins. I think it's if if I meant as far as what his salary cap would be, not the draft eh. equity you'd have to give up. You know what though? To me, it's the perfect fit because. There's an I forget the exact numbers. I don't have it right here in front of me. We can look it up, but it's like you're in a pain, like I think twenty something million right. for him. You have all the room in the world right now to do that. Right. And if it doesn't work out, there's an out at right. the end of this year. It's it to me it's a no brainer. Now the the question is if Hopkins wants to get traded and he's like, Oh, I need new money, well then it can get it can get hairy. Um there's that and then there is a certain amount of buzz around DeAndre Hopkins that he just doesn't love playing football as much as he once did. So are you taking a risk with bringing that guy into your locker room? I know what would rejuvenate him watching Justin Fields play football. Well, maybe it would. Maybe it would. Maybe maybe you're getting I mean, a super motivated A lot of player. frustration I don't know. in Arizona with the way they've played the last few years, you know? Okay, Josh Kearley threw us 499. Thanks, Josh. Uh, he's throwing another name out there. He says, everyone's talking about potential tra- trading for D-Hop, but I haven't heard anything about Devontae Adams. I would prefer him. Yeah, I just don't see it happening after the I, deal. I don't he think just, he's on the market. Right. I, I mean, take Devontae Adams, too. Amen. I mean, I'd like to trade for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, at the end of the day, do the Bears have drafted him? Can I say what I said to a particular rival GM, or is this combine code? Yeah, I mean, it was actually you. It was jokingly in passing, so it wasn't like this confidential discussion. You're having joking, passingly conversations with GMs. I think as long as you don't say the name, you're good. Oh well, then we'll leave it out. Combine code. (laughs) Combine code. The fact that you've ascended in your career to combine code is huge. It's awesome. At the end of the day for the Bears, they, like squirmy. Adam has said, at the end of the I'm day. I'm so proud of Bryce. <laughs> I'm worried too. No, at the end of the day for the Bears, like 
Adam said the other day, and, and we pointed out, Eric Eager even said it too, you have to find out who Justin Fields is. So, you know, whether you're reaching for JSN early in the draft or you're trading two th- third-round picks for DeAndre Hopkins, it's imperative you get him more playmakers so you know exactly who Justin Fields is by the end of next year so you can – you know, pay him what he deserves if he earns it. I'm putting a moratorium on that take on this show because we've all said it five times. You're exactly right. We, the, we, you're right. You're right. Story of the offseason, It is. Though. Find out what he is, Doug. Let's go, Ryan Poles. Rise right. and shine. We got, we got a double dipper from Duke, so if you guys want to read this off. The Duke double dipper? Double dip and Duke. I think that's a ride at Great America. I the mean, last time you guys put a moratorium on something, it was what? I don't know if you've ever talking put- about losing out. I think it was just stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember any moratoriums on. Yeah, at the end of the year. Did I say? No, the moratorium was at the end of the year. You guys told me to stop saying sit Justin Fields, which they did the last week of the season. I didn't say that. And we got the number one pick. That That was a whole moratorium. Shout out Tim Boyle. All right, the Duke. I was fine with him sitting the last week. 1999. Go for it. I'm nervous. I hope Poles isn't overplaying his hand. You don't leak an offer like he did unless it's for sure and you are about to sign the deal. It might drive the price up or could scare others away. I don't like that move. Duke has been on this for a while. And then we got another 1999 right after it. Keep going. If Poles was my salesman and he leaked an offer to drive up the price, then either he brings me that deal or better or i'd fire him on the spot he can't deliver less than two additional first now in terms of total value we officially are getting a clearer picture of who the duke is and just sitting there at some mahogany table somewhere <laughs> firing people for not doing some their nice job mahogany. i'm sorry but you've been called into duke world and when you're called to duke world that means that you're going to go off into your own world thank you very much i'm now returning back to duke island I will say this, Duke. You got, you got duked. I'm still waiting for my invite to Duke Island. I did think it was interesting that Pulse threw that out there. It was weird. I also don't think he would have done it if it was a bluff. For that reason, Duke just brought up, which is you throw out, I know I can get two first-round picks. Right. You better get the two first-round picks now. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he can. Well, I mean, I believe Ryan. Poles. I mean, to me, he's going to do it. I'm not even sweating it for a second. <laughs> I don't know. I've got my eyes completely set on Carolina. To me, that was a message to them. They want to move up right now before free agency. Scott Fitterer said as much in his presser at the combine. They probably made an offer to him, and he was like, "Look, guys, I'm in no rush. You can either give me the two first round future first round picks. I know I can get, and you can have the pick right now, or I'm just going to sit on it and wait." And I think it was a savvy move by Poles. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I see both sides of it. I'm not I'm not worked up over it at all. I'm I, not. I, I was happy to have content that you on. I'm not smart enough to figure out what Ryan Poles is doing to try to move maneuver with his comments. I think I think everything he's done in the last week and a half has been for a reason. Yep. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, even well, even from the standpoint of doing as many interviews. And you hear Rich Eisen's comments about that they're far down the road in discussions, I believe it, with two or three of these teams. And I guarantee, I guarantee the Panthers are one of those teams. It's too, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. It's too obvious. My guess is that if, that, I think Ryan Poles could accept an offer before the start of the new league year. I agree. Next week. I think the question is, will he? Is that, is that offer good enough? Does it make sense for the Bears right now? He made it clear in those comments to Peter King, too, that you have to pay a premium to do it now. So if he's not getting what he thinks he can get at some point, then I I don't think he does the deal. But I do think it's on the table that it could happen. If they make a trade with Carolina, will the show sing James Taylor, in my mind, I'm gone to Carolina? Can we do that? Carolina, on my mind. Yeah. The one question I have is... You didn't answer the question, I'm sorry. Yes, I'll sing whatever you want. I'll sing whatever you want except for the Northwestern fight song. Gone to Carolina, in my mind. The one hypothetical that I, I find interesting to think about is... Everybody keeps bringing up Brian Burns. Purdue dodged Carolina in the tournament last year. Oh, my God. Purdue so bad. They dodged him by losing the same. What a, what a weird two. fan I base. I hate these two. I hate these two. So, the one hypothetical that I enjoy. Me trophy? These guys. These guys. Did you sleep with the Big Ten trophy on Sunday night? No, I didn't. Why not? 
Did you walk out of the arena with it? No, I didn't. Who you gave you have. the Big Ten trophy? <laughs> the athletic director. The athletic director walked up to you. No, and he gave didn't you the walk up to me. He was walking with it, and I was like, Can hey, I, buddy. Oh, no, yeah. He didn't walk up. Rags chased him down. You chased down the I did not Greg. chase him down. I'm Greg. Can I did I not chase him down. You he knows who the, I am. You, you walked up to the athletic director. Who's the athletic director? Mike Babinski. You went up to Mike, Mike Babinski is a great guy. Great guy. To, the whole Purdue, the entire no. Purdue department, athletic department, social media department, is as good as it gets. They've given me a great opportunity to cover this team. Did you walk up to Babinski and be like, rise and shine, Babinski? I did not Can I get the this rise trophy? and shine. I asked politely. He said, sure. I actually The yes. thing is extremely heavy. I briefly forgot Mike Babinski <laughs> was the AD there, and now that I remember that, I can totally understand why they are embracing rise and shine, what, brick by brick mentality. Was there any part of you that felt like a bozo doing that absolutely not because the thing i take pride in <laughs> is bozo the thing no because the thing i take pride in is traditional media would be like oh you can't do that i am not traditional media that i'm breaking the mold ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the fan in the stands the bricklayer is taking this thing over You've let the inmate run the asylum, and we're going to see where this goes. As Ed Farmer once said, quit yelling. You, just so you know, I, I love you. That's one. <laughs> Secondly, uh, I, I just I feel like I got to just give you a little piece of history. Hogue, do you remember when the White Sox won the Blackhawk game, the Blackout game? Yes, it was a great night. Do you remember when? Do you remember, I remember who me? sold me a beer? I in, sold in you the, a beer in the left field bleachers. Yes, you did. And then where it's was the best I? Best beer I've ever had. Where was I after that? You were on the field interviewing Nick Swisher. Nick Swisher. Oh, yes. God, you talking about the the White Sox uh, twins? Yeah, yeah. When oh, Brian was, Anderson made the diving catch. I that was great. I was working for uh, WMAQ, and they sent me there as a uh, in a, to yeah. help out the our Minneapolis affiliate, Channel Five. Yes, Channel 5. Okay. Okay. And so after the game, I'm in the Twins locker room and watching Joe Maurer cry, and it was hilarious. You mocked Maurer? No, no, no. I just watched nice. him cry as, as they were interviewing him. And it was him. hilarious? Right, yeah, Rise of the bon, Bone says, Bozo says the guy who yelled arguable goat at Joe Montana multiple times. Well, that was just that was brilliant. Awesome, awesome thing that happened. Rise uh, of the bone. By the way, I, I, I encourage I, I, people to rewind the show and watch the physical reaction that happened to me when you said the words Nick Swisher. <laughs> you, it, 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 that wasn't it, your guy? It, it, All right. We got a ton of super chats to get to my, my point is and not much time. Mold in many and ways. Keep, all right. Keep let's going. start with part of the show where Lawrence Melbourne Bartholomew, 499. He says, my guy. He's got another team besides the Panthers. He says, Bears trade the one to the Titans for the 11th pick, yeah. 24 first-rounder, and Jeffrey Simmons. Bears draft JSN at 11. He just unfollowed the Titans. I don't know if does he mean Simmons. I think, he, uh, unfollowed I the think Simmons. he meant Simmons Simmons unfollowed, unfollowed the Titans. not JSN. Uh, yeah. Maybe, but that's what I re- how I read it. Yeah, yeah Simmons, yeah. I, um, I'm going to give you guys a little tease because – Bears Mock Draft 2.0 is coming out, Ooh. and it has a lot to do with a lot of things we've already talked about in the show today Uh-oh. as a little hint, and um, it also, though, has to do with a trade that I have not seen anywhere else. Ooh, tease. So there you go. Um, but yes, Melbourne Bartholomew. Melbourne Bartholomew. My man. Appreciate your support every day. I like it. Levante Rogers, 499. You had a year to pay Lamar Jackson what he is owed. Sounds like you don't want him. It sounds like collusion to me. I'm going to follow that one immediately from Monty. Another 499 from Monty. He says, ain't it oddly amazing the Bears aren't part of these QB conversations? I mean, that is a, that is a, yes. This is, (laughs) if they didn't have Justin, which again tells you like, it tells you something about Justin Fields. That's good. That with all this quarterback stuff going on, they're not in on it, and they don't need to be. It tells you they have something. Don't you feel like they dodged a bullet, too? Because how split would this fan base be between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud? I feel like a lot. I do, because of Bryce's size. Who cares of the fan? I mean, it's just interesting. You, okay. Right. It is a who cares. You cannot, it is a who cares. And I, and I know we're not getting him. I'm, I know that Ryan Poles is not doing this, but you cannot GM your football team worried about what the fans are going to think. That is a that yeah, is a I'm recipe. Not saying that. That's a recipe I'm not, for. I'm not saying that. So who cares? It if, still would have been an intro. Okay, just in house with 
their department deciding who's going to be the future of your franchise for sure. Well, right. That's why you get paid the big bucks. You gotta, you gotta assess, assess the situation. I do think it's interesting with Lamar though. You're talking about 26 year old, former MVP. Yes. He's been hurt. And uh, I don't know about 15 teams in the NFL. I think could use Lamar Jackson. Is anybody going to step up? How do I, I was thinking about this earlier in the show. I wanted to bring it up without making it sound like I'm in any way, shape or form suggesting the bears should do it. I just want to, for like half a second, can we picture a world in which the Bears are the team that sends an offer to Baltimore, or not to Baltimore, to Lamar, negotiates with Lamar a contract and is willing to give up two first-round picks, so it includes the number one overall pick for Lamar Jackson. But then you're trading Justin Fields, so you're getting you're getting draft capital back. Right. So now you have Lamar Jackson and still have a ton of draft capital. But now here's right away. Let me be the first person to say I would not do that because I like the idea of not having to tie up all that guaranteed money right now and the, having the draft cap. The, and right. Justin's but better. the Bears don't have the luxury to do it. If you were one one amazing quarterback that you absolutely knew away, it would make more True. sense. The but Bears if you were, the, then you probably wouldn't have all this cap space. That you and have Justin right Fields now. is better than Lamar Jackson. Okay, that was just dumb. Yeah. Well, I'm a dumb guy. He could be. He is. So he's already MVP caliber. Put Lamar Jackson on the Bears team last year. See how he does. He, well, correct. To be honest, no, the answer to that, and one of the many reasons why I would not do what I just said, Lamar Jackson gets hurt way before Justin Fields does. Because Lamar Jackson's problem, to me, is not his throwing or he's not built like Justin Fields. Correct. He, he's just not. The luxury the Bears have with the running quarterback they have is that he's a house. At the same time. And I think a lot of these quarterbacks, including Justin, I still don't know how he survived that Washington game. None there were like did. six moments in that game where I'm like, well, he's out for the year. That was fun. There was the, Fields is bigger. I forget and which. Fields is faster than Lamar yeah. Jackson. Right, but all true and Fields can't play the way he played last year and, and, and have a long career in the NFL. Correct. Way too, way, way too much in harm's way, which is going to change. I'm completely confident. All right. What else we got? Oh, hey, uh, this is from, uh, I'm trying to get a good uh, pronunciation guide here for, uh, I believe it's, I'm going to go with Garoage. He's, it's an Irish name. It could either be Garoad or Garoage, but uh, we'll just say 10, 10 euros. For us. Raz and Shay. Thank you. Road. And he says, who are we getting at backup QB? Simeon won't cut it. Huntley or Brissett for me? Uh, I'm going to say Malik Cunningham. Hogue talked about drafting quarterbacks, right? Where's yeah. Malik Cunningham going to get drafted? Fourth? Fifth uh, round? I go later. I don't like Fifth? him throwing the ball at all. Okay. Yeah, well, Malik Cunningham, a developmental guy from Louisville. Plug him in behind Justin Fields and develop. Um, I don't hate Huntley or Brissett. Brissett, I actually like the idea of Huntley. I brought that up I like Tyler at some point Huntley. during the season. I think he's going to be a restricted free agent. Um, but I don't think they're going to go that route when they already have Trevor Simeon. I, I think the draft makes more sense. And another tease for the mock draft, I have a quarterback this time. Ooh, it's, not it's not Malik Cunningham. Is it DTR? Is it Hendon Hooker? Is it uh, someone else? It's definitely we will find out soon enough. People that not like the Hendon Hooker. Dorian... Um, Who didn't? Yeah, DTR. Dorian Thompson Brown. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Okay. Here's a good name that's easier to say than the last one. Save big money at Minards. Uh, Two dollars, and he says, draft young and have him and Fields battle it out. I believe a Greg Braggs Jr. said that at some point. That is out there. Yeah, they ain't doing that, but. It would be very entertaining. And then Adam Morey, 999, Carm, so which is it? You were raving about Bryce, quote, mini Mahomes, unquote, young highlights a few weeks ago. Now you like Anthony Richardson better because he had a great combine? Yeah, uh, Carm, you're not allowed to ever yeah. change your opinion ever. So listen, Adam, first of all, thank you and I love you for remembering my, my mini Mahomes, Bryce Young. This guy is nice, sweet, and I was definitely falling in love with Bryce Young and still am. And the Dallas back uh, quarterback. However, when the dude when 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 Anthony Richardson did get out there and uh and run ran a four three and then and then you look at everything about him and then I uh, you know, full transparency, learned more about him myself, I did have a 
and they do have a Anthony Richardson super excited. Can't wait to see where he goes with his career. That for the for the record though, if I was picking number one or number two or number three, and both of them were are available, I would take I would take Young because he's more of a sure thing. But that being said, he's of course not a sure thing because he's five ten and he looks like and he's my weight. So this is the question I want to ask you, Hogue. Is Anthony Richardson shooting up draft boards enough to where quarterback could be taken one, two, and three? Because then I'll start to reconsider the Colts as a good option for the Bears at four because I was, I'm was i off it now that I feel like we can't get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson at four. But if you're telling me three quarterbacks are going one, two, and three and we can still get Will Anderson at four – then I'll change my position on what's better between the Colts and Panthers. Yeah, because that would involve the the Cardinals trading back two at three. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, I did have someone tell me, don't be surprised if Richardson ends up being the guy that goes number one. Insane. Um, Oof. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Did you see his final his numbers in his last game he played? <laughs> well, that's the thing. The production isn't there. The amount of starts isn't there. It was an impressive combine, no question. But, I mean, I'm not saying I would do that. I'm just saying that, that someone – I think there are teams falling in love with them, so it wouldn't completely shock me. That being said, like, I feel like a quarterback always falls. I keep looking back to 2021. Fields fell to the Bears. There are multiple teams that passed on him that should have drafted him. And – so I still think that that probably happens with one team or excuse me, one quarterback falling far. It's got to be Richardson. Uh, I think it's more likely to be Will uh, Levis. Yeah. Will Levis. Well, yeah. More and more mocks have four of the first five or five of the first six being QEs. I don't like this quarterback class nearly as much as I like 2021. And you still had Justin Fields and Mac Jones go you know, after the top 10. I think we got to go, Adam. Yes, we do. Hair Bear, 499. Thank you, Hair Bear. He says, no question, just wanted to say thanks. Yep. Hair Bear, you're one of my favorites. That's the best. I'll answer that last question. Too. And then, uh, yeah, the Bullseye Insight threw this in a while ago. He just wanted to know what kind of shoes Hogue has on. So these shoes were, uh, I think, limited edition when the... Uh, Very soft, nice shoe. When like Chicago it. hosted the All-Star Game a few years ago, mm. the NBA All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. And they're a little too dirty now because I actually do play basketball in them. I don't wear them outside, but they had the Chicago Stars Love it. on the bottom and then on the back, too. You probably can't see that part, but it's on the little. What do you call this? Here, let me uh, the loopy loop? Let's hit your single. Oh, look the at this. Loopy loop? It's like we have so, it. Yeah, they're, these are my actual basketball shoes. I love very them. Very bright. And they got Oof, the, uh, nice. again, they looked way cooler when they were white when they came in the box. But When are we playing actual basketball? I'll go right now. All right, well, the Cubs are up next, so that's a good yeah, time. They've made that, they've made that clear. Um, hey, we love you guys. And um, Do you like us? If anybody mentions the word Purdue in the Please next 20 minutes. Tap that like button leave. for me. Thank you very much. Hit the like button. <laughs> that sounded like a threat. Yeah, that, that, that's hey, what you, I usually do. Follow uh, us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, at the Carm at... G. Braggs Jr. Gregory and I... I wouldn't follow Braggs for the next five or six days. I, if I, were, I might I, unfollow no, him during no, the no, no, don't, don't follow him. Uh, we're going to be going over to the yeah. Goose Island at some point here to hang out. So come on Friday over. afternoon before ah, the Illinois-Northwestern ah. game, we're going to meet up. Mark and I are going to put it together. So be on the lookout on Twitter. Come, come on that. over to Goose Island and for the Penn State versus... Northwestern game. All right, we're out of here. We're back tomorrow at noon. Talk to you then.